0: Hello there listener, you are listening to Dishing It, the podcast loaded with food inspiration from all across Scotland. Thank you for joining me for this episode 2 of series 3. Last week it was all things pies, business and community with Jodie at Breer Pie and this week it's all content, content and more content with food and travel content creator Megan Bidry. Bet you can think I could say content more than once. But before pressing play on this episode, I have our first ever food gripe to share. The food gripe you are away to hear is all real. However, it's reading by the food hoover has been given a little nip and tuck to give a bit of stage presence. It's all about that listener experience. Dear Colin, My following entry happened just a few days ago and it took place in the supermarket. Picture the scene. It's a midweek evening at a supermarket that rhymes with Yaldi, where I was stocking up on my essentials for the week. It's a quiet day. Not too many shoppers in. An ideal time for me to take in the shelves and make my way around the aisles. I'm pondering over potatoes, checking out the wonky veg and inspecting that broccoli that has that purple head. Then suddenly, a dark presence manifests itself. I call it the supermarket stalker. It's that shopper that lingers hot on your heels, so close that if you were to take a fraction of a step back, you would end up in their trolley. I edge further up the aisle, ticking my items off my list and checking that the veg I'm picking up Is a good batch they follow but not in a way that makes them look like they're taking in the sweet corn next to me nor pretending that reduction has caught their eye no they heard me up the aisle like a cow ready to be milked this has to be stopped and while i'm at it people who shop together with separate trolleys but go side by side around the shop please stop this is a supermarket not a park now that was an anonymous entry but if you are listening listener I do indeed feel your pain. Supermarket stalkers, I like that name by the way, absolute pet peeve of mine. When you feel the air on your neck, you're way too close. If you've been affected by a supermarket stalker, please visit www.getoutofmyspaceandoutofmyface.com and links to submit your food-related stories are included in the show notes below. Right back to today's guest, Megan Beaudry lives and breathes content and is always inspiring her followers on the best places to visit and eat all across Scotland. She's a regional food tourism ambassador for Aberdeen City on behalf of Scotland Food and Drink, so I knew that she would come with all the goods for this episode. I should also say, if you're on the lookout for the best breakfast burrito in Aberdeen, keep on listening and you may just get your tip off from Megan. Enjoy! (laughs) Okay, she's a gal full of travel inspo and it's all about live, laugh and lasagna in her world. Megan Beaudry, welcome to Dishing It. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. Thank you for having me. This is my very first podcast.
0: Oh, I'm sure you'll be absolutely fine. It's absolutely sweltering in Aberdeen today. So apologies if I need to go get changed halfway through the podcast because I am. Sweating of a storm. Your
1: definition of sweltering may be slightly different from mine. Yeah, no,
0: <laughs> I can imagine it's a lot different. Ten degrees is hot for me. Ten degrees is hot. No,
1: not for me.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me uh, on the podcast today, and I couldn't think of someone better to bestow their food and drink knowledge than a food and drink tourism ambassador for Scotland and Aberdeenshire, and um, that was with Food and Drink Scotland, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, that started. I started with that officially in September 2021 so I've got a a two-year post with them or gig I don't know how what you call it but yeah so I get to represent Aberdeen City with all things food and drink which is the dream the dream it's amazing
0: I know what a great job and how did that all come about
1: um I had about 10 people send me the call out on LinkedIn that they had and I thought Oh, I don't know I don't know if I'm the right person for that because lots of the people who are involved in it you know they're they're chefs they're food producers etc cetera, etc cetera. and I just like to eat um, <laughs> so I thought you know what maybe maybe I can help support the other ambassadors with kind of their social media endeavors maybe mm-hmm. I can support their projects things like that and I applied and then just yeah, and then it, it happened. So I'm with a there. great group, we're 25 of us. Um, so it's been great to kind of make those connections around the country. And yeah, just help help boost our local economy and however we can and yeah, eat some good food along the way.
0: Uh, the parks, all oh, the parks, I love it. So you do marketing as an official day job. And um, but you also lead a double life as a content creator, and um, that makes so, it
1: sound cooler than it is. But yes, I do lead a double content kid.
0: creator. <laughs> so, for those of you who are listening who don't know about Megan, Megan does a travel and food count on it spans across Instagram. we have got two accounts on Instagram doing one doing food, one doing travel, and then you also have your TikTok, which is always never short of content, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. So where how did the content creating all start for you where how did you get into it
1: well I guess the content creation part you know I've I've always been a pretty creative person you know I loved getting involved in anything like that that I could when I was younger and then when I moved away from home so I haven't lived so I'm from Canada originally in case yeah. you can't tell but so I haven't lived at home for just over 10 years now so it's been a while yeah. um, and when I moved away from home you know creating content that's not really what we called it before but you know posting pictures and things like that that was the best way for me to really let my family and friends know what I was up to you know being so far away from them and I you know it's really hard to keep in touch when you're traveling with every person so that is kind of how it started when I was living in Australia and you know it's so beautiful there and I just really used that outlet um yeah and social media channels to just kind of flex that creativity in any way I could um but that of course wasn't like a job or anything that was just for fun um and then you know I'd moved with my partner who we met in Australia and he's Scottish and so this is a long answer to your question but then when we moved to Scotland um and then a couple years later when the pandemic hit that's when you know I had a lot more free time um to really kind of get into it and I found a bit of a niche you know I had before I posted things from all of my travels and now I really just focus on Scotland and so I've got the pandemic to thank for that and my nine to five job is also social media management so it all just kind of went in one melting pot and now it's it's my whole life it's no longer a nine to seven or nine yeah nine I've got a nine to five and a five to nine pretty much every night but um, yeah it just kind of happened just from my own i'm not like trained in photography i'm by no means a videographer or anything like that but i just like to tell stories and um have fun with it and it's just kind of rolled on from that
0: and it's great stories you tell as well like as i said like i love seeing all your content when it comes up and seeing where you're off to seeing where you're visiting seeing where you're eating and and um, yeah it's great so it must get a bit insane between like obviously the daytime job and then between brand collaborations comments likes people asking you for recommendations like do you find you've got to put a kind of barrier in place to have a switch off or do you find it a bit consuming sometimes I
1: I, I really should you know it hasn't been until probably like the last two years that I've really felt overwhelmed with uh, overwhelmed with having an online mm-hmm. presence I do not have a massive following or anything like that so I don't know how people with that do handle it because you know I guess at the end of the day like every any follower that I have like if they're taking the time and they value my opinion on something or they're asking for a recommendation I will I will really give you know I would speak to them like I was speaking to my grandma coming to visit me like I would give all the best recommendations because you know I also I'm really proud of where I live and where I call home now and so if someone's coming here or if someone's going around Scotland like I really want them to leave with the best impression of the country or the place that they they can and mm-hmm. you know there's I feel weird calling myself a local now but I've been here almost five years and I just feel like yeah no I I so yeah I don't have barriers I answer everything I should <laughs> I'm totally worn out and I will probably yeah in we'll we'll see how how long I can keep that going but
0: it's the Megan Beaudry 24 7 hotline for now <laughs>
1: yes yes pretty much but hey we're I like a fast-paced life so it's fine yeah. <laughs>
0: I just go with it I just go with it so you touched on that you're um not from Scotland originally you're from Canada let's go back to life growing up when you're back in Canada what was um what was on the dinner table when you were growing up what was the usual staples that you were having
1: you know what I'm really lucky because I realized that like not everyone has the same upbringings you know and my mum so my mum is an incredible cook um and it's not something I really realized or appreciated until I got older and started cooking myself. But I grew up in a house where like every day we are sitting at the dinner table. Like there was no TV. It's was my mom, my sister and I. And every night, no matter what activities we had, like there was a homemade beautiful meal. Um, I'm really grateful that my mom introduced me to what could be considered exotic flavors early on. So I just feel like I've got an appreci- appreciation for things that are really tasty and mm-hmm. different. And it made me not afraid to try things when I've been older. So I can't think of like a specific dish, but just that anything that I ate was really good. Yeah.
0: That's the best way to grow up. I know why why did
1: I ever move away from home? Honestly, what I don't want to cook for myself every night. I
0: could see the light bulb go off being like, why did I move away?
1: I could save (laughs) a lot of money and time. (laughs) But no, I yeah, I was I was so lucky and I did again, it's not something I realized until later that I just always had access to really beautiful meals at home.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's great and is there like a a food item that you get in Canada that you wish you got over here that you just can't get your hands on does that exist
1: there's a lot like it's okay for someone some people think I'm a a foodie which you know I really like foodie can be fancy things it can be very non-fancy things (laughs) and it's the junk food at home that I miss Mm. because I find I can I can make anything here with ingredients you know but it's the things that are like really processed and not real food that I cannot mimic mimic yeah. here so there's like a couple of things that like you know on like a hungover day that I would saw off my left leg for like <laughs> there's a thing called um if my friends heard me saying this they'd laugh because like it's it's total garbage but pizza pops they're like Ooh, in the, like the, the freezer yeah and you pretty it's pretty much like imagine like a processed like calzone and you put it oh, in okay. the microwave it will cure anything um there's heaps of flavors of chips or crisps which i now call them um there's a flavor called all dressed which exists nowhere other than in canada and it's like a i don't even know what's in it it's like vinegar paprika red pepper I, it's unreal so it's like when i go home i make sure to have like half a suitcase empty because i'm coming back with like the whole junk food aisle that's what I miss most.
0: Leaving with no clothes, just food, just getting yeah. it through customs. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I don't need anything other than a of Cheetos. <laughs>
0: so I <laughs> love it. Um, so we talked t- talk briefly about um your uh, kind of rise on TikTok. So we're gonna focus on that just now. i you're, you're, <laughs> oh,
1: it's so embarrassing. you're scoffing,
0: but it's true. Um so you post on TikTok you post a blend of travel and food content uh, along with um kind of just a little glimpse into your personal life you know your boyfriend singing karaoke dancing on holidays the internet
1: loves a bit of Sean the internet loves him yes. It's
0: all good content and um, it's no surprise that some of your videos have even crossed over four million views which when I was doing my research I was like I knew it was big but I didn't realize it was that big. <laughs> um, hats off to the Ali G costume. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what's been um, a TikTok video you've done that's went viral that you didn't expect it to when you posted it?
1: I've had a couple mm-hmm. and I wish that I could say that the ones that have gone viral have like really served my personal brand or like supported a lovely local company or accommodation or all the things that I'm passionate about but it is the videos that are a total joke and no planning or nothing has gone into them that do well and man does that piss me off because like you know you can put a lot of work into content Mm -hmm. and it'll just totally bomb yeah and yeah so um as you know because I can see like a little smirk on your (laughs) face I had um a video that went viral. I guess in 2020. Um that was my first taste of I thought I knew what viral was. Like I thought like getting 50,000 views like I'm mm. like oh it's gone viral. Yeah. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> my phone was like burning hot to the touch when this video went out. So long story short my colleagues at work so i work at robert gordon university shout out to them i love it there and my colleagues and it was my first year there so the video wasn't even from 2020 it was from 2018 and it was my first halloween in the office in the office and i was told everybody dresses up for halloween and you know they see like americans or canadians on in movies and we, we take this very mm-hmm. seriously colin like it's, halloween's my favorite holiday and i thought Oh, everyone dresses up okay it's my first year in the office I'm gonna go big so I'm gonna pick like a quintessential British character (laughs) to dress up as so I showed up on campus that day um in complete Ally G apparel took not wearing anything under it like I didn't have a change like fully committed to that look and I was the only one dressed up on campus um which like you'd think being around my colleagues was the worst, but no, I'm on a campus with thousands of like 20 year old young adults who are judging me hardcore. Um, so I posted a video. I'm sure you can link it or something for people- I to will get link email, it in the caption. <laughs> I'm in a very serious team meeting and I am blissfully unaware that my, my boss is taking a video and I'm taking notes very seriously and I'm dressed up as Ali G. <laughs> um so I woke up the next day to a million views on that the next day it had two million the next day it had four million crazy so then I posted a follow-up because I was like oh I've got more footage from that day that one then got like another few million views it's gone nuts I was on every meme account. I was on like Bible. I
0: think that's how I first saw it. I didn't see it on TikTok. I think I saw it on Bible, And that's how I saw it.
1: I'm like, this isn't even something that I can keep like, as a <laughs> joke with my immediate friends here, everyone around the world. Everyone's in on like, it. Like <laughs> I was getting messages from people who were like my neighbor when I was like four years old, be like, oh my God, I saw you on this. Um, yeah. So that, you know, what, what's amazing because I am a social media manager to see the power of that channel mm-hmm. was incredible and like while I now have like a couple thousand followers from that video who expect like comedic content <laughs> and like they're like oh wait this girl's actually not funny that was one, <laughs> one day in 2018 like sorry to disappoint but it just goes to show how amazing social media is mm-hmm. and like to me you know when I do work with Um, kind of like family-owned accommodations or tourism boards here it's like just knowing that that's a possibility Mm -hmm. that you can get that I have the power to get in front of so many eyes that you have the power to anyone can do it is really cool and so yeah I've had I've had a couple we can call it luckier or unlucky circumstances where that's happened but um it's pretty neat to see yeah
0: it's crazy and I it's like what you say like it's the ones that you don't plan to do that well like not that we ever plan for things not to no. do well but it's like oh, I'm going to post this like I'm just putting it because I actually this, just think it's this funny is,
1: this is a good one
0: yeah because yeah. I always I think yeah I'm like if I post it but, oh yeah this is going to do really but well, then it doesn't and I'm like oh okay but then the stuff up, I'm like oh well this would be good like picture if there's ever a funny video of me or something and I put on my story I'm like oh well, this is good for people who actually know me to see but then the amount of reactions get, oh, I suppose actually people just like you being a normal person. But it's funny, it's funny, the Ali G video, I was hoping you were going to cover that because it is honestly the best video and I will link it in the show notes so people can watch it because it is absolute comedy gold. It would be like in something in modern family is what I imagine it being in.
1: Well and you know it's funny because like it's a couple of years now and it still gets brought up. Like I was on, um, last year I was on with some of my freelance work, I was on a a group trip with columbia sportswear and i was in a group with i was the only person from scotland everyone else was from england they all had connections they were all in like the creative community there yeah. i was a total total loser outsider from that group and we spent you know we had spent a full day together and night and then someone in the group was like i know how i know you and it was from that bloody video and i'm like and yeah so it's like it's so funny to get recognized for that because that was such a very small blip in my existence but it's you know it I'm glad that it's something that makes people laugh I'm glad I've chosen to not be embarrassed about it because exactly
0: it's the best way to be able to laugh at yourself is the best skill anyone can have is what I always say
1: that's part of why like in 2020 when you think of the world we were living in I think that is why it did so well because like everyone was just miserable and I think Mm -hmm. such having a bit of lightness and something that could make you laugh, I think that's probably um, helped boost it a lot. So yeah,
0: 100%. No, it's anyway, great.
1: Anyway, let's move on from that. Yeah. It is embarrassing. Yeah.
0: And well, maybe you might find this one embarrassing as well, but I don't think you will. I think you'll like talking about this topic. So from magic of social media to the magic of bras. So another successful video of <laughs> yours was the, the magic bra, um, which ended up going... I mean, you said that viral, like for five, like 50,000 isn't that viral, but it was like 500,000 views it got and it got picked up by the sun and you ended up on, I think it was Glamour Online, like Sun Online, which is a bit crazy. But my question about it was, did you feel a a bit used for clickbait for not, not in terms of the video that you posted, but the way the sun had picked up and used it?
1: 100%. Yeah. So for those who, who haven't seen the video, so I... And again, this goes to show anything you put online has the ability to just blow up. So just be careful with what Mm -hmm. you put up. Like luckily I didn't say anything bad or Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But so for people who don't know the video, basically I had gone in to do my grocery shop at Asda and I saw a pack of three kind of sports. (laughs) I'm actually wearing one right now. (laughs) I was that for uh, um,
0: brand management.
1: See, I'm not, nothing I say is a lie. I'm wearing one right now. But it was, um, as a woman with a bigger chest, I have a hard time finding these bras that are comfortable for around the house. Anyways, I did a quick video. It was a one take. I had just rolled out of bed and I said, hey girls, like, listen, if you've got a bigger chest and you're looking for something, like this has been a godsend, like you really need to go buy it now. It's cheap, go get it. Something like that. And then, yeah, the next day I wake up and there is on the sun i'm pretty sure the headline they used was like i've got massive boobs and have i've found- got it written
0: down what, i've got it written down it? so it was <laughs> so it was um that's Asda price i've got big boobs and i found the holy grail a bra it is so comfy and flattering and it only is five pounds from asda
1: so I didn't say those things which you didn't say yeah 15 pounds <laughs> not five pounds and they called me American I'm Canadian yeah so, not that it makes a big difference but you know it was I saw another one and it was like the headline was literally I've got massive boobs and you or and if you do too buy these at no point in that video any anyway, I know I had to call my mom and be like mom just so you know <laughs> like I also work with professionally with yeah it could have
0: affected your career like
1: yeah yeah, yeah. And I was like, Luckily, oh, I was I was mortified when I saw that. Like I thought maybe a hundred of my gal pals with a bigger chest might see it. That was it. I had no idea that I'd sell out freaking Asda of these bras. <laughs> they owe me a commission. Yeah, But no, to answer your question, those headlines totally used for clickbait. Like mm-hmm. that was not what the content was about. It wasn't about, oh, yeah I had to warn my mom and be like in case anyone asks like I swear I didn't make a video saying like guys I've got really big boobs because <laughs> that wasn't these it. bras. Oh, oh It's God. that thing
0: though but it's like what you say like it's so good that actually you didn't say any of that in your video and it wasn't really that style of video it was like I yes buy these bras but it wasn't like you were like you were just giving your positive opinion on it. It was
1: like I was talking to my a best girlfriend you yeah know, could, like Girls like I've got a tip for you. And this But is the it.
0: way the way the son kind of used your words and manipulated it, it showed you the how much like people can get the wrong end of the stick. And it's so good that you actually have the video as proof. Say if your employer was like Nah, you can't be doing stuff like this. You can go. Well, look, I actually didn't do anything. (laughs) Like I I was,
1: I was actually at work when I got a message from someone. Shout out to Smoke and Soul, lovely local business. We love Smoke and Um, Soul. We love Smoke and Soul. They messaged me and were like, "Just saw you on the Sun," and I was like, "Wait for," and I'm thinking, "What did I do? (laughs) What now?" And my boss, who's a who's a man, I went and I thought oh my god and I I read the headline to him and like his face turned red and we were laughing so hard but like I I actually was was mortified yeah. and it wasn't until like a couple hours later when I realized and I re-watched the video I was like I don't actually say anything like mm-hmm. provocative no. I'm not dressed provo- like it wasn't a uh but it's uh I'm the only thing that I'm mad about is that like I said before is that that video wasn't for like in support of a small local company mm-hmm yeah because, like, if that was the case I would be so proud of that yeah you know, like because that could really make a difference but it was for Asda they don't need more money yeah exactly but, you know oh where, well. again just goes to you can't plan what's going to do well on social planet so I'm just going to stop planning <laughs> and go with it and just also, go in with the flow and also you know it goes to show that like that video is probably me being my most authentic mm. self like it's yeah. like I'm just talking to you right mm-hmm. now if you had <laughs> uh, but you know that's what people relate to people yeah. want that connection with that human and they want to feel like they know you so maybe the picture perfect scenarios capturing that perfect instagrammable moment maybe that's not what people are after and I think that's proof for, Proof. yeah
0: out. definitely it's definitely evolved over the years I think and it's yeah. kind of went it's went in the way of people wanting the instagrammable but now it's kind of going back and people just want authentic they just want to see real real stuff no, now definitely
1: they want to feel like they know the real you and not yeah. the you that like once the camera's off you're someone different so yeah
0: definitely it was a good always one. be authentic always be authentic um okay right off TikTok tock and now on to food and travel so you are undoubtedly very well traveled where is the favorite getaway or travel escape that you've went on in the past um, couple of years and that can be during the pandemic or um recently
1: gonna say like it it's funny because traveling used to feel like a really big part of my identity and then the pandemic came and it just I lost that completely so I'll think like I've done amazing travels my whole life but I'll stick to like my recent years 2019 was one of my biggest travel years with my partner and I and now looking back man am I thankful for that because we were then locked down for ages Mm -hmm. it was just lucky but we went on we're not married but we kind of like pretended we were and went on a honeymoon.
0: <laughs> Love it.
1: <laughs> and we just like balled out hard and we know I'm like normally a budget traveler and so this was a new experience Bougie. so we yeah we we stayed in like nice places. You know, I'd sleep in the back of my car. I don't really care. Maybe I wouldn't anymore. But um we did a like unbelievable trip to we did the greek islands and the amalfi coast oh, like, back to nice. back so we actually did two honeymoons back to back and i think for me like my favorite cuisine is greek
0: mm-hmm. love greek food. so
1: like if even if you put away all the beautiful scenery the amazing beaches and culture and all that like the food itself like honestly i like on my deathbed like these spoon tzatziki into my mouth because like <laughs> that really stood out um, and then Amalfi Coast, you know, we all we all see the pictures on Instagram. It really uh, does look like that. It's one of those places that is beautiful yeah, all it, the time. It's beautiful, and yeah, pasta, oh, pizza, you know, it, carbs, it's like carbs. It's like you know, if if you like food and you really love to eat, like those places, you you could yeah be sitting on the side of the road and with whatever food you get, and you'd be happy. So. But the, that was an amazing trip for us. It was, yeah, I'm, I'm still living vicariously through 2019, Megan, because <laughs> I really, truly was living my best life. But um, I do think with the pandemic, I'm actually so grateful for it. I know, like, I know it's really messed up a lot of things for a lot of people. But for me, it really did ground me. I didn't love where I lived before mm-hmm. the pandemic. Yeah. And like, and I'll admit that I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy in Scotland. I wasn't happy in Aberdeen until the pandemic. And I was actually forced to stay still. Whenever I had time off, I went away. I mm-hmm. left. So I was always yeah. looking forward to leaving. But when that was taken away and I actually was not for but you know, and I, I didn't have other options. Man, did I fall in love with Scotland. Man, mm. did I fall in love with Aberdeen. And so, you know, my favorite places in the world, like Glencoe is to me like the heart of Scotland it is I've never seen anything more beautiful than Glencoe I would never have gone there if it wasn't for the pandemic and borders closing and all that it was you know I got to love my city and appreciate the people and the places and everything Mm -hmm. here and so while that honeymoon trip was amazing you know I've had I've made incredible memories and seen mind-blowing things in what's considered my backyard now and I'm a lot less keen to leave like when it, you know when I've got annual leave I, I'm quite happy staying put and exploring what yeah. I have here it's second to none
0: it was like a blessing I think in, in things like that it was a blessing in disguise because I was the same like I have always liked Aberdeen I live um lived in my flat for about four years now at the time two years living around the corner from Seton Park had never been in Seton Park ever but when you only had one walk a day that you could do or go out for as long as you could in one day. And
1: you know, you know Seton Park pretty well. I was now, in right? Seton Park
0: every day and I love Seton Park now. But it's that thing, it's like there's so many bits. And Aberdeen, we all know, gets a hard rap. And, um, but you've just got to find what's really nice in Aberdeen. And once you've found right. it, you love it. Like,
1: and you know, I think, like, when I say, I, I hope online, because, you know, a lot of my online presence is saying how much I love Aberdeen and the northeast and stuff and I really hope it comes across as genuine because mm, definitely. like you say once you get to know it and you fall in love but the thing is is that it doesn't come easy it doesn't that love doesn't just it, we're not Edinburgh we don't have the Harry Potter streets mm-hmm. we don't have the castle on the main you know that is that place is really easy to love yeah. but with Scotland you know. Or with, with Aberdeen and Aberdeen Shire. Like the magic is in the Shire. Yeah. And I in order to experience that, you have to put effort in. You have to plan those day trips. Mm-hmm. You have to do that that drive. You've you've got to do it rain or shine. And it wasn't until I started really embracing that that I was like, Wow, am I lucky to live here? Like yeah. it's so underrated. And like it's got, yeah, I I I could talk on and on about my love for the Northeast. Um so. Yeah, there we
0: go everyone follow Megan Beaudry for your Aberdeen shower highlights that's the best <laughs> thing to do that's what I would say who would be your if you could pick any kind of dream travel companion who would that be
1: no I was trying to think about like I've been asked this question before and it's mm-hmm. like it's always nice to to say someone that everyone knows but honestly like my and I don't mean to put a sad twist on this but my my dad passed when I was really young okay. and so I didn't really get to I didn't get to know him as an adult at all. I was nearly 4 years old, so really no time at all. And it's through other people speaking about him and stuff that I feel like I've gotten to know him. Mm-hmm. And both my mom and dad worked for worked for Air Canada. So they, right. um, I was an Air Canada baby. They traveled oh. for years and years before having me. So he's got um some journals from their travels. Oh wow. Whether they were fight on his own or with my mom and when i read them you know so when i was going on that greek that greek trip um a couple years ago my mom had sent me some screenshots of their time in greece and when i looked at the notes that he wrote i was like man dream travel partner because it would it would say like a place like so it would be like athens there'd be no mention of anything other than must go to restaurants and (laughs) and things you have to eat it would be like santorini best calamari here but and i just thought like this man has his priority stream. he's got
0: it down he's and got it down
1: now i know who i got it from because all his travel notes were about the food and the prices of food and where to get the better deal and i just thought yeah we yeah so it would i would have loved i would yeah I would love to have had the chance to travel with him oh
0: that's amazing you'll have to go like you have to go around all his like travel bits and do exactly what he said and then do your own do your own journal
1: yes that's such a dream that would be incredible even so it's like yeah that's also why that trip to Greece really stood out for me because it just you know I could feel I could feel him there it was it's a special place that is such
0: a nice memory oh that's really nice I love that um oh god that's really nice sure. <laughs> that's I'm glad, really I'm nice. glad because I
1: could have taken a sad spin but no
0: that's such yeah. a nice I think it's such a nice thing to look back and ha- like you said like you were four at the time and it's so nice to have something that yeah you might not remember him that well but you've got something to read that he actually wrote because it's yeah. not like and now I guess it's such a a morbid topic but now I I suppose when people pass away we've got videos to look back on and we've got phone videos and all that stuff but back then you didn't have that and it's such a nice thing to for you to be able to have those I've got in my head I've got like those you know those tiny little notebooks that you get that have like the worn pages I just imagine like one of those but that's just me making a story in my head (laughs) 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 oh that's amazing oh I love that um okay so we've talked now travel. Now it's on to food. So as you know, um, I get all guests on and they share their dreams food safari across Scotland, taking in the best restaurants, cafes, hotels, you name it. To That's make a one. loaded
1: question. It is a
0: loaded question, but it's a great question. So you have chosen to go breakfast, lunch and dinner for your little tour. So where are you taking yeah.
1: us? Okay, so... I don't mean to make my safari lame but I feel as Aberdeen City's food ambassador we are not going to travel further than Aberdeen City look at this because you don't need to leave Aberdeen to have great food
0: look at this she's on brand she's always on brand
1: (laughs) no it's just because I genuinely do have some dishes that I just think are stellar here so um breakfast for me it's like right near where I live but parks cafe their breakfast burrito have you had it
0: i haven't i haven't been to parks cafe since before the pandemic
1: okay when are we going
0: now like, you free?
1: <laughs> we can just
0: stop this podcast <laughs> yeah, needs
1: we're busy something's come up
0: <laughs> well make that a date we'll go i need to go get this burrito then tell me tell me more
1: okay tell me more I, oh i should have look, looked up exactly but what, what's <laughs> in it so okay i'm not like a sweet person at breakfast mm-hmm. i don't okay. I don't want pancakes and waffles and Nutella and stuff. I just like, I would rather eat like 10 lunches in a day. Lunch mm-hmm. is my favorite meal yeah. of the day. So the breakfast burrito, what's it got? It's got streaky bacon, chili scrambled eggs. It's got a hash brown in it. Oh. it
0: like, chipotle
1: mayo. I'm sure it's got some like spring onions, all that good stuff. But then there's a sauce on the side and they call it mojo sauce. I don't know what's in it. Oh, I don't sauce. know what's in it, but like, through lockdown, one of my things that like really kept me going and that I was living for was that like walking to parks for my one walk a day, Mm -hmm. getting that breakfast burrito and sitting in that like park right by it and just stuffing my face and getting all like walking home and having juice, (laughs) 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 bacon and (laughs) egg juice all down my front. But yeah, that is my favorite breakfast in town.
0: Oh my god, beautiful! And no,
1: let's, honestly, anytime you want to go, it is right do behind it. my house. So,
0: like, let's do it. We're doing it. It's a date. <laughs> and uh, where are you heading for lunch?
1: For lunch, okay. So because I'm gonna go quite fancy for dinner, we're gonna mm-hmm. keep it cash for lunch. Nice. And the chicken katsu flatbread from Richmond Street Deli.
0: The best.
1: It is so good. Again, another lockdown find for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, same for me.
1: I cannot. I would eat it every day. I, there is not, there's not a dish. So I've never had anything that tastes like it. Mm -hmm. It's got, so it's, I don't know
0: what they do with it, but it's just like, I think when you order it, you have an image in your head of what you think it's going to be. And then when you get it, it's like the breaded chicken, it's like drenched in, in a good way, it's like drenched in the sauce that it's It's just perfect ratio. It's it's got broccoli in there. It's great. and,
1: And doesn't it? I think, does it have like cranberries?
0: It has cranberries. I think it's got cashews.
1: Cashews, yeah. It's like, yeah. it's one of those things like, and the broccoli, it's raw broccoli, mm-hmm. which like, if you told me that, I'd be like, man, leave me. it out. But when you eat it, you're like, I've, I've never had, yeah. Like I've never had a flatbread with with raw broccoli and it. it's so, I'm, I'm not going to swear on this, but like, so bleep, good. It is, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that would be like my favorite kind of, like quick stop, casual lunch. Honorable mention to the crunch roll from Yurikobi. Oh,
0: crunch roll, like, yeah.
1: I couldn't choose between them, but no, that that katsu flatbread is out of this world. Nothing. Beats oh,
0: it. nice. And like Richmond Street Deli is definitely one of those places in Aberdeen. It's kind of like a best kept secret.
1: Yeah, because it's, it's like not. not it's not like on Union Street. Even yeah. You gotta, you've tucked gotta, away. Yeah.
0: You got to find it, but that is a great recommendation. I think the. Kobe roll I think you could have that as a fish course for your lunch like just like a starter course like
1: <laughs> fish course yeah this just is do my it. food safari yeah you can do it every whatever yeah. you, okay. whatever you buddy course, like Yurikobi.
0: oh you love, love Yorokobi. great mention
1: yeah
0: um and dinner you said it was going to be a little bougie affair yeah
1: so also like with this safari let's pretend that like I have endless space in my stuff oh
0: yeah you never get fooled. <laughs> because yeah. like
1: that parks breakfast burrito honestly that will do me for the day like it's <laughs> massive same with the, the the katsu flatbread like that is honestly like enough food for a whole day but for dinner I am going and I will take you on my safari I would take you to uh cafe Bohem for their tasting mm. menu yes
0: if amazing choice
1: I do not think there is restaurant with a more kind of fine dining experience in Aberdeen Mm -hmm. that can beat that food it is incredible I've had and what I like about it is that it makes that kind of fancy food really accessible for those with dietary restrictions I've had their vegan vegetarian tasting menu blew my mind Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm love meat the veggie one I had I recently got to experience their tasting menu in their wine room oh nice I've
0: not been to the wine room yet
1: that was one of the most special dining experiences it looks amazing every it was seven courses that one (gasps) every course I could not tell you my favorite it was unbelievable um yeah it's so they are what French food um but Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily French food and what you would like assume would be like a stereotypical French food they experiment with amazing flavors their plating is second to none the service is impeccable
0: it's Sheva so good love them yeah they do it very well and as you say yeah even when you get a veggie course or the um vegan courses it's like exactly the same quality and yeah. it oh it's and it's just so nice inside it's like a it's like a slice of France and yeah, it's great and
1: it's another one that is just kind of off you know mm-hmm. like so you, you've got to go you've got to swerve off the popular yeah. street to get to it but and I also like that they've got like bang and a la carte menu as well so like if you don't want to do the full you know the tasting menu is great for a celebration and anniversary yeah. birthday something special I get like you're not going to do something bougie like that potentially on just any Wednesday night but like yeah. their a la carte menu is amazing as well yeah they are that's it for me
0: ah oh, perfect well, that's a loaded breakfast lunch dinner I think we could actually do that in one day if we spaced it out <laughs> we- if we started breakfast at like seven and then lunch, maybe early lunch, about half eleven. And then dinner. I think that's totally doable.
1: I don't know. I mean, for me. <laughs> I mean, I'm, maybe.
0: I have an absolute horse. But um, great. And if you were to pick any drink, what would you have? And that could be a drink you can even just get in the shop. But what okay. would you have to be featuring?
1: So I should have mentioned this. For mm. best drink, you actually don't need to leave Café Bohem. There's sommelier Gus is incredible so he they match the one so i i love wine that would Mm -hmm. be my that's my ideal with a nice meal starting it off with a nice glass of wine finishing it off with another (laughs) glass of wine that's how i want to do it for me yeah the the wine pairings at cafe bohem are a must and then you know they finish your meal off with like a nice dessert wine something like that if that's not for you if you're not a wine person um i'd go for cocktails at uh, 99 bar and kitchen
0: Yes, I love Bar 99. And I
1: wouldn't order off the menu. I'd go to the bartender and say, make me something. I
0: like this, this, and this. Yes. Show me what you got. Show me yeah. what
1: you got. Cause... They're
0: so good. They're so good at that as well. Like, I think they actually prefer it when you do that sometimes. Mm-hmm.
1: So that, yeah, that would be my go-to.
0: Oh, amazing. Well, that's quite a good food tour, I have to say.
1: I, should, is... I didn't eat before this
0: podcast and I'm like really, really well actually my tummy is rumbling so I apologize if you could actually hear this on the microphone at home <laughs> I just like heard <laughs> um so if you haven't you might have covered it already but do you have a go-to dining spot in the northeast that isn't covered in your food safari oh <laughs> if not that's fine because it's your food safari so you probably covered the best of the best
1: honestly th- those are my faves those are your
0: top top those, coaches.
1: Like, obviously it doesn't like there's so many different kinds of dining experiences mm-hmm. like you know for parks like I love kind of I love that as a takeaway like I love mm-hmm. taking that going and sitting outside you know if I want to sit at a cafe I love like the craftsman I love I love the vibe there um no I've, I those are probably my my, my top favorites
0: oh great love it actually and... wait.
1: no I take that back I oh. will rewind and give a shout out to the Aberdeen Shire uh food and drink ambassador our kilted chef Craig Wilson oh. yes his restaurant eat on the green does some spectacular food it's good um, feed. yeah so that you know I don't wouldn't go there often because it, it, I'm in the city but if you're in the Shire that's that's a pretty special spot to go to
0: lovely and recently um we've seen the success of six by nico coming nico six by nico uh coming to aberdeen and doing very well even now that he is opening up the kind of sister brand um shadow x i always get it wrong
1: yeah oh is that coming to aberdeen
0: yes didn't yeah. know oh. that oh this is this is nice normally I'm like the last to hear about new, things well,
1: like I know what Chateau X is I've had one of their food boxes again a lockdown yeah I mean, I've had it sorry if you hear grunting it's, it's okay we've I'm got proud. a dog here, here not too me, and it's not my stomach <laughs> but um Oh, I didn't know that was coming to Aberdeen.
0: Yeah, so it's going into where uh, Wills used to be on Belmont Street.
1: Okay, some competition for voting. So,
0: out. yeah, cool. I know. So another steak place to add to the mix. But yeah, so obviously um, that's done really well. But is there another Scottish food brand out there that you would love to see in the city?
1: Yeah, so I, you know, I love going to Edinburgh and just eating at different various places because there's just so many wonderful, like, independent choices mm-hmm. my partner and I always say you know if we lived in Edinburgh we felt like we could have a different date night every Friday night yeah every week every yeah. week of the year and it could be something completely different from the last one but our I say this but then every time I go I go to the same places <laughs> because I just have my favorites I love I hope it's a Scottish restaurant but El Cartel yeah I is, think they are
0: Scottish yeah
1: are they because and they've got like three locations or something like that in Edinburgh their food is unreal. I love Mexican. And I think that's one of the things that um, Aberdeen is missing. Yeah. I don't think we have a good Mexican. And that is like top tier. Those margaritas. Oh, might have to add that margarita, to is Sorry. It? Those margaritas oh. are unreal. Um, they've got a starter. What are, I, th- I think they're called bombas. They're like pretty much like the ultimate jalapeno popper thing, oh. but it's in a ball and they like explode in your mouth. They're unreal. Then they do instead of like just like guac and normal chips they do with plantain chips
0: oh nice they really
1: add some good yeah they've got some good little variations from the norm um so yeah love love them i would love to have that in aberdeen and that would be my my date spot oh
0: if well if you're looking for a really good margarita in aberdeen if say bar is fully booked because that used to be my go-to i would say was like the winner of the margarita bar below i haven't been very good margarita there
1: okay are they, got, are they um, like blended? or? So
0: yeah, it's like, so it's not, it's not a really icy one. So it's like a few um, cubes of ice and then obviously the margarita, but then it's got a jalapeno syrup in it. So there's a bit of heat. Ooh,
1: okay. Yeah. So you
0: don't, you don't drink it straight away. Cause that's always my issue. I love margarita so much that it's gone in a second, but this makes you kind of savor it a bit Yum. and then plenty of salt on the rim. And it's not like overly sweet, but it's not overly yeah. Salty. It's great. Sounds
1: a bit dangerous. I'm into it.
0: Go for it. <laughs> you have to do it. I get the vibe that if you're ever on a uh, a day that you've got a bad mood, swoon in your head, I, I guarantee you're the sort of person you hate being in a bad mood because it's so out of character.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like it either. That. <laughs> I'm the same. I
0: hate being in a bad mood. What is that comfort food that is your go-to to get you away from that, to perk you up a little bit?
1: Kind of so. I'm such like such a fatty just any if anyone brings me food i'll be in a better mood Um, anything that
0: comes on a plate
1: (laughs) yeah no you know for me the ultimate comfort food and this is now like my new scottish scottish megan coming out my mac and cheese
0: oh right um, yeah good
1: macaroni my my partner will live and die on the hill that that's the best (laughs) food in the world so that's become a staple if Mm -hmm. like it's been a rough week to me yeah that's unreal but if there's something that like I you know I should actually. This is a good question because I should actually like have this ready available in my house. But have you ever had a Caesar? Not a Caesar salad. It's a drink.
0: A Caesar? No, I don't think so. Okay, so, so it's that?
1: a it's a Canadian thing. So you um, know, it's like a Canadian Bloody Mary, I guess. Oh. Okay, so I'm about to describe it, and you might be grossed out. But I'm Go warning. I'm telling you, <laughs> it, it tastes unreal, and to me, it tastes like home because it's it's the drink that any family gathering it would be like right who's having caesars you you and it's like uncle tim get on caesar duty like it was just that's yeah that's the drink that as soon as i get off that plane and i'm home like i ask my mom pass me the caesar so what it is it's now i'm scared to say it out loud because people get grossed out it's it's clamato juice have you heard of clamato juice (laughs)
0: no
1: (laughs) (laughs) so it's exactly what it's it's clam and tomato juice what <laughs> <laughs> and i don't even love fish that much like i really but so it's so clamato juice it's like a quite a salty tomato juice it doesn't oh, okay. taste like fish right okay it's like you know how you put like anchovy paste in caesar uh-huh. dressing.
0: yeah okay and
1: it, it enhances those flavors that's what the clam juice
0: does. okay I'm so you can okay. buy
1: clamato at sainsbury's I'll give so it anyway, a try. You, you're lying to me, but but I appreciate wow. it. Um, so it's Clamato juice, and then you put with vodka. You can obviously have them virgin as well with vodka, um, Tabasco sauce, and worcestershire, worcestershire?
0: worcestershire. Oh, I can never say. It, but Worcestershire. worcestershire. worcestershire whatever it is.
1: And ice. You rim that. You rim it with celery salt, and then oh, okay. and you've got a big uh, celery in it and you know in Canada if you go like out for brunch they do like extreme Caesars where, where they'll have like there'll be like a streaky bacon thing a jalapeno pop or maybe a little sl- slider oh, wow. maybe like a grilled cheese or a cheese toasty like hanging off the Holy side Moses. like the ultimate meal I'll send you pictures they're outrageous and it's like the best thing in the world oh, wow yeah see now you're now you're into it now that you know it comes with food sometimes I'll have to
0: I'll have to find this we will have to g- get someone in Aberdeen to make it.
1: <laughs> but it was right. a Day like a few days ago. And so, or on July 1st, because I don't know when this will air, but on July 1st, we sh- we missed our opportunity.
0: Oh man. Okay, well, you planted that seed. We'll see if I get ready right to, I mean, a Bloody Mary isn't my go-to.
1: No, when and it comes if, if drink... it's not, like, you know, I have a girlfriend who really likes Bloody Marys. And so she came over one night and I had got come out I said, do you want to try a Caesar? And she loved it. Okay. So I think if you, if you don't like Bloody Marys, then like not for you. But if you do, like that's when you go for brunch in Canada, you get a Caesar.
0: Right. Oh, okay. I'll go go with open mind.
1: My brother-in-law also mixes, what? There's a special name for it, but I can't think of it. But he mixes half, so in like a pint glass, half Clamato juice and then fills the rest with beer.
0: Oh, (laughs) okay. Right. (laughs) That one might, I might need to warm up to that one.
1: (laughs) No. Okay.
0: Jeez, Alou. You Canadians. (laughs) um okay so a new part to the podcast this year is a segment that I like to call foodie gripes so what really gets in your wick when it comes to food and that can be I've got a lot oh you got a lot great throw them at me I don't yeah, even I've have got to prod a lot you
1: because I worked my entire like adolescence into adulthood I worked into in hospitality okay doing, oh
0: god, you've seen it all you've seen, seen it all it then all. I feel
1: like I've got I've got things that I hate as, as a server that I'm now glad I've had that experience because now as a diner, mm-hmm. I know how to not piss my server off, but I'm trying to, okay. My number one, and some people might not, uh, not agree with this, but I hate when, I hate when you have to pay extra for guacamole.
0: Oh yeah, no, that, <laughs> like, yeah.
1: But see, I don't mind, I should rephrase that. I don't mind paying extra I don't like knowing that I'm paying extra just assume that I want it mm-hmm. and add it to my total don't it, ask
0: yeah it's annoying when it's um on something that guacamole should be with and yes. you've got to add it on that that's when it's annoying it's like if yeah. I'm
1: getting a burrito yes I want guacamole that is why I love fresh because it's not extra for guac or maybe yeah. it is and it's included in the price which if that's the case I'm okay with um yeah so that's one of my bigger ones again now I'm really sounding Canadian here but like have you ever had poutine?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, uh huh.
1: So, a pet peeve for me is when you order poutine and it comes with shredded cheese on it because it's supposed to be cheese uh, curds. Yeah. That's just, cheese, just chips, and gravy. Uh, it's,
0: it's just chips and cheese. Yeah, chips, yeah. cheese, and gravy from a, yeah. a it's takeaway. It's not the same yeah.
1: thing. So, like, that's why I really appreciate that there, there's a couple. Places. you know we'll do shout outs Aberdam Smoke and soul mm-hmm. again they're getting two today but you know they've got poutine on their menu and they actually use cheese curds
0: yeah and you know get that reclite out and just literally melt it yeah. down no,
1: that's so good um what else I hate when I go out to eat and like uh, <laughs> this might just be me but I hate when the water glasses are really small
0: oh like when it's yes. little
1: and you're like for babies i know
0: big big water glass with ice and just keep it coming Yeah, or just
1: bring and leave leave the bottle of water there because i hate i'm someone who like because i was a server you know i don't want to keep asking for more like i hate bothering them especially Mm -hmm. when i know it's busy and it's like a larger glass could fix all these issues so that's one of my biggest things eating out um a well-done steak pisses me off.
0: <laughs> it, that definitely pisses everyone off.
1: A well-done steak. You like,
0: unless you like your meat absolutely ruined, but Like,
1: there's <laughs> nothing worse than, like, when you're at a tea. And, you know, for tea to your own, if they like the taste, but, like, the way it looks, it looks like a little shriveled disc. Yeah. It's awful. It's, it's kind of, like, on par with, like, a non-runny yolk when you order a poached egg. Yeah. And you cut it open just like a little, like, half-moon sphere just, like, wobbles to the side and you're like, it's not the experience I want. That's
0: not what I want. That's no. not what I want. Yes. Oh Well, that's that's plenty of food grapes. That is a lot more than I thought you'd come back say, with.
1: I, I swear I'm like a positive person, but yeah. <laughs> Don't ask if I want to pay extra for guac. Of course I do.
0: Well, that takes us to the end of your at podcast. So thank you so much for joining me. It's been an absolute hoot having you on. And again, like we only have kind of cross paths around Aberdeen at kind of food events and things. So it's been nice to actually delve a bit deeper and find out a bit about you, um, your personal life, and kind of a bit about your blogging and content creation as well. So we'll definitely be going to Parts Cafe for yes. a breakfast burrito
1: very soon.
0: And uh, I'm going to try out that what's it called again? The juice.
1: Don't lie, you're not going to try it out. I might.
0: I, I have to edit this podcast, so I'll have to hear it again. So I'll be like, right, okay, I'll go do it. <laughs> Clamato juice okay great right if I go into a shop and say do you have Clamato juice he'll be like what I'll be like okay not this shop Sainsbury's right right great thanks Megan and we'll see you soon
1: thanks for having me see you
0: bye you've been listening to Dishing It the podcast all about food in Scotland all the businesses and accounts mentioned in today's episode are detailed in the show notes below so you can add them straight onto your food list If you've liked today's episode, remember to subscribe, like, review, share the podcast, you know the script. It all helps in spreading the food inspiration far and wide. And if you've really liked today's show and you would love to show your support for the podcast, I don't ask for much. You can buy me a coffee through the link below. It all helps in making future episodes of the podcast. So small violin packed away for another day. Join me next time for more food chats and food frolics all across Scotland. Stay safe, eat well and speak soon.